and welcome back to Axel Pod. I'm Gina. Today we have on base as always Anne. Hello. Hey Anne. Hi everybody. Yeah. She's trying to sound jaunty <laughs> and not basely. Hi buddy. <laughs> oh there you go. Oh wow. What a what a sweet young lady. And uh We've got Cezanne on Kitar. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was transported by that. What I can only imagine is elvish prog rock. Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, we're back again. Um, today, it's a, it's a little different. It's a little bit of a, a, a different episode for us because it's, not necessarily based on any one story of a current news event. We're just going to take a look at a snapshot of the past oh, and see. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, you, I, I feel like we, we could eventually, we can make some connections. You know what, though? <laughs> we wouldn't even have to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel... I think the connections are going to make themselves. The thing of it is, yeah. is, I think we could, I think we could, we could just put the mat down, <laughs> and the audience could make their own leap. Yep, they could jump to conclusions. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Or, That's right. I was thinking quantum leap. Right, and maybe the next, next leap will be, be the, the leap, leap home. home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. If you're essentially under 35 at this point, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah. Sorry. You're already out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this um, is for mature audiences. It, it right. was a show. <laughs> all right. If you get these references, you should be freezing your eggs by now. Okay. Time is running out. All right. Tick tock. Uh, so anyway, what so no, what we normally try to do is we'll find something that is um, timely in the news that is uh, blowing up on Twitter, and we will try to put it in a larger historical context. But uh, this time, I ended up uh, because I have terrible insomnia. I found I went down a weird. Twitter rabbit hole and I found a story that I thought was so good that it I'm just I just want to pre- to present the story and see if you guys could see any echoes of it <laughs> playing out today and um and play my my favorite Smith game called <laughs> Stop Me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> that joke so, isn't funny anymore. I knew you were going to reference a different <laughs> yeah. and incorrect Smith song in response. I had actually wanted to write down and is going to reference another song that is the incorrect song and show it to you like a magician, but, it does but I make, didn't. It does make sense. That joke isn't funny anymore. We're sick of these jokes. I don't understand. Okay, but that's what I mean. Yes, Anne. She knows it, doesn't, what she knows. it doesn't have to make sense. Yes, Anne. Okay. All right. Let's get it to it. All right. Let's get to it. 
So what I wanted to talk to you about was something, uh, it's a very particular point in time. It's called the business plot. It's also called the Wall, the Wall Street Putsch. Okay. Putsch. Um, What's a putsch? How do you, yeah, how do you spell that? P-U-T-C-H. Yeah. Yeah, I even looked up how to say it. And it is putsch. Putsch. Sounds Um, dirty. It sounds... mm. Well, it doesn't sound like something you'd want to be involved in if the FBI were looking into it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wall Street putsch. Um, So it's Wall Street putsch or the business plot. And um, anyway, this is in 1933. But I wanted to start a little bit before that with our... Hero, and I'm using air quotes on this. Yeah. Okay. Old Smedley Butler. Yes. Smedley. Smedley Butler. That is one of the finest names that has graced. It is a great name. And uh, I think it's one of those names where if it conjures up an image, you're right. (laughs) That's exactly what he looks like. That's exactly what he is. (laughs) who is a career soldier, uh-huh. and he fought in places. And again, if you see a through line with any of these, um, okay, you know, just, again, <laughs> let me know if any of this sounds familiar. Sure. I'm ready to connect some dots. Spanish-American War. Okay. Uh-huh. Haiti. Honduras. Oh, I see where this is going. Boxer Rebellion. <sighs> Central America. Ah. Um, and so, do, we're, do, we're, do you we're, see- we're talking about um, U.S. intervention. What? About, are we talking about puppet in, regimes? We're, U.S. intervention um, in especially with the goal of corporate interests. Wait. <laughs> And are you, is this just leftist claptrap? <laughs> no, <laughs> it is a, a fact. But like how Central America, it's recovered from. Right, right. Stabilized. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like in the past 90 years, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's recovered from that and it's flourishing. Right. right. Yeah. No, it, yeah. It hasn't been like. An ongoing thing, yeah. And uh, and everybody wants to stay there oh, in Central God. America, right? Because they feel they feel that safe, uh, democratically represented, and yeah, that their needs are being met. Yeah, and they feel yeah. safe and yeah. secure. There, there's no, there's yeah, yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just want to make sure. So anyway, that is. Uh, that is where he's coming from, but he, um, but he also landed himself in World War One. Yes. Which, as we've talked before, it's, uh, out of the two world wars, it's, in America, certainly, it's not the one that's talked about quite as much, um, it's not on the History Channel as much, but, um... <laughs> it's- crazy though when you delve into world war one it is intense i'm fascinated by world war one 
the I think the reason the World War One again, guys, there there's hardcore history out there. If you feel like we're glossing over things, it's because we are. <laughs> um, we're just being a little bit loosey goosey because, again, we're just trying to. Um, you know what? What is it we're trying to do here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, we're coping with the. Oh, you know what? I feel like what is it? Was it Linnaeus who was trying to classify a chaotic natural universe? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do here. I just That's elegant. Yeah. Well, I'm. What I'm trying to show to you is that. Yes, the environment is chaotic, but it is repetitive. Yes. And we have seen this. Right. We have seen this before. Yeah. It plays out in a very predictable way. Right. right. And that you have more, pa- there is more power in numbers than you think. And we are in a unique position now because we have the power of the voice. And we have our own press, being the internet, mm-hmm. that we didn't, we've never had before. Right. So I'm just saying, do not give up hope. And by the way, I have severe depression. <laughs> so for me to say that, yeah. I have no skin in the game. Right. I have no children. I'll die before the world comes to a very disgusting point. <laughs> so, like, and I'm saying this, okay? Right. right. Like, I'll be, I'll be long gone before yeah. the before it gets really bad. And by the way, it will. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna. But I'm just saying. <laughs> and yes, they did take my CBD oil. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> It's my no, alternative medicine, and it makes me expand my thoughts. <laughs> All right, okay. so we're talking about Smedley. We're talking about wow. Smedley. In World War One. In World War One. World War One. And right. trench warfare was awesome. Oh, wait. Okay. No, now that you mention it, okay. So um, there was a huge reparation reparations demanded from germany right uh they couldn't pay it they went bankrupt they got upset about it um Uh, so upset that a psychopath was able to take power uh this is the first time i've ever heard (laughs) yeah there's never been a movie about this (laughs) i don't know i mean i mean let me know i'll look it up on netflix um But, and also, and again, Cezanne, if you, if any of this sounds familiar, just let me know. What did they embrace? Was it like a sort of 60s, like, (laughs) what's your name? (laughs) Who's your daddy? Oh, 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 I get it. Is he rich? Is he rich rich like me? Okay, so. Here's what happens. When people behave badly. <laughs> okay, okay. What you need to do, and this is what I do in my house with my children, okay. is I start laying down the law. Yes. And I say, no, I, I don't spank because... Okay. No. You're not him. But what I do is, <laughs> I say... Who's that? Who's that? Huh? I'm just 
I say, you had choices, and you don't have any choices anymore, and I'm going to take all your shit away, and oh. I'm going to be the one who makes all the decisions for, from now on, because you can't be trusted to do the right thing. <laughs> I'm the one who knows the best. Well, as a matter of fact, that's exactly what happened here. Okay. Um. And uh, that's what happened in Italy. <laughs> it is uh, what happened in Japan. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's what, what happened nearly everywhere, except, strangely, um, in the U.S., we got FDR. And um, it, now, look, I'm not saying he was a saint. Right. But it was, it was one of those things where... Of all the people to land in that spot at that time, it was really lucky for us it was him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> things could have, wow. It could have turned out a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. I have to and, say, I've never really thought of that before. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, and I think it, I'm a little biased by this, but. I think the fact that he was in a wheelchair had a lot to do with it. Like, as a sick person myself, it, like, when you're when you're pushing through your own suffering, like, it forces you to be empathetic in a way that that you don't want to be, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it makes you th- see things in a larger way. Yeah. And connect with with a bigger picture and with suffering in a larger scale because it, it so i think that for that time it was i'm just glad that we had a sick person in a position <laughs> to protect us that's yeah. all i'm yeah. saying no yeah, yeah. but right. uh so I, I i'm not saying that he's not that i he, there's a lot of things that he could have done differently but uh had he not been there I mean, As if we, we could see. compare him to his contemporary leaders, I think right. we definitely uh, got the biggest piece of the um, non-fascist pie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So, and again, guys, please check out Hardcore History for the details. Like, uh, But, uh, so, all this to say... Um, so you have a situation where you have insecurity, people are emotionally exhausted, they cannot predict what's happening, the world is in upheaval, there are there is mass immigration, right? Because right. people's homes have been destroyed. And right. people they all they want is to feel safe about their futures, they want to take care of their families, and nobody can promise them that. And so what happens in those situations is that a strong man will appear and they're like, if you give me this control, I will make the trains run on time. Right. I will make sure that you have your needs. All you have to do is shut the fuck up and let me do it. Yep. And what also happens is that they partner with the people who have the resources and they're like, if you protect us, We'll protect you. Right. So there's always been this marriage between those two 
people. Yeah. And the stability, no matter what the social price of the stability is, is something that is very advantageous for uh, corporate interests. Which is exactly which is you know what we were talking about earlier with what they were doing in Haiti and Central America and the right. Philippines, which was you know clean stuff up, get some kind of organized shit going on so that we've got some stability. No matter you know that you know helps helps us and helps us make money. Well, yeah, stability for the upper class. Stability. Well, stability yeah. for yeah, stability for um, like. You know, like a strong banking system, you know, and a right. and a way for money to move from here to there and a harmonization of laws and what have you. And, like, <laughs> things we can count on if we're going to invest over here and taking your uh, resources away, you know. So, yeah, stability for people who are making money off of... Money makers. The money makers. <laughs> right, no... When you have ethics, you would think. And the point is, is that there is a price to be paid when you don't put that into place. And if you're like, well, what is that price? Well, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact. um, It's a... I'd like to take you back to the Great Depression (laughs) and the precipice of what can only be called a huge genocidal, not only for the Jews, the Roma, uh, homosexuals, uh, the disabled, but then it also allowed for Stalin and the death of 20 million people. Right. Yeah, it adds Uh, up to a giant pile of human suffering and awfulness. And by the way... The end of that equation. The reason for all of this was, yes, granted, Hitler was kind of a nut job, but there were also people... Right. ...who were just straight-up greedy. Yeah. 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 That they honestly... they, They just had a financial interest in it. Yeah. That was it. They... They... Like, if you're, if you're honestly, like, in this situation that we're in now, I think a lot of people are wondering, at what point <laughs> is someone going to intervene? Like, how bad does it have to get? Yeah. Yeah. Um, real, real bad, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Real bad. And even then, it's only, like, like soldiers beaten down by war who are like, wow, I'm going to take some pictures. You know what I mean? I mean, you would think like, wait a second. I mean, they've, they've built a death camp in my neighborhood. Like, is that, is that bad enough? No, no, um, no. no, Or, Oh, it's a boat uh, full of people trying to escape genocide. Matt, turn around. Bye. Bye. Let them sink. Go back. Go back. Right. Saints taken. Saints taken. Oh, my God. I mean, so just, (sighs) yeah, like, it it can get real bad. Like, real bad. It's possible. Has happened before. Can happen again. And that, and, and again, like, 
the to pretend as if they don't understand like the that we are on the brink of environmental disaster yeah <laughs> yeah right. so i mean it's not as if they don't understand what's happening yeah oh which is actually a good point so let's yes. return <laughs> i was wondering how we were going to get back to good Sorry. old smedley yes smedley all right so now here's the thing that we need to know about smedley is that in in true crime he would be described as a true believer. Yes. Um, like the Green River Killer. Um, <laughs> Whoa, wait, what? Okay. Okay. So a true believer is somebody that uh, he is motivated not by greed or by power, but by the cause. Right. Right. So, okay. which is heroic depending on what your cause is. Okay. Right. It could either be foolhardy, dangerous, or heroic, depending on what your position is. Okay. Yeah. So he was hired um, at, he was actually, he was still in the military when Philadelphia hired him to be the director of public safety in 1924. Okay. And this is at the height of prohibition and and wasn't he like a highly decorated officer like oh absolutely like yeah like congressional medal of honor yeah 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 okay. and but that's the thing is that he had he had been in the military his entire life he had never lived like as a civilian so he treated this assignment as if it were a military assignment and again, as we know from his previous posts, he was in he was in hostile environments, not to say that they weren't right to feel very hostile towards his presence. <laughs> right. right. So he was cracking skulls. Okay. Right. And say again what he was hired in Philadelphia. What was he doing? He Director of Public Safety. Okay. He was basically trying to make prohibition work, though. I mean, that was mainly what he was doing, correct? Right. Okay. Because, yeah, and cracking but, down on 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 the illegal boozing. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing is that it was the thing of it. What they were kind of hoping he was going to do is that they didn't want the black market to thrive. Right. 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 So again, it was like, it wasn't so much that they were trying to, you know, that they really believed in prohibition. Right. They just, yeah. they, they just didn't want the wrong sorts of people to make to, money, to make money uh, yeah, off, off of it. it. Yeah. Right. But then he proved himself to be an equal opportunity killjoy. Exactly. And honestly, I think what I read was that it came after he got criticized for only busting up, like, working-class drinking joints, right? Like, they were like, this guy is, you know, he's only he's only coming after us. And then he was like, oh, really? Well, then he, like, busted up the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, okay. See, I okay, I don't know about this. I don't know about this yeah, part. So he was... That's what I'm... Okay. That's what I mean by true believer is okay. that 
Yeah. They thought that, you know, that he was going to, you know, serve, sort of bring... Serve the status quo, kind of? Right. Okay. Yeah. He's but nobody's lackey. Exactly. And so, yeah, then he he really did think that, I mean, again, he really believed, oh, they don't want alcohol in this city, and he I'll go... Of, yeah, he didn't get, like, the... <laughs> He didn't he, understand he, the nuance yeah, of it. He didn't get the wink wink, which which to a certain degree I can empathize with. <laughs> right. I can empathize with this guy. Yes, and <laughs> there yes. there was some winking and nodding and he was like, What? <laughs> but but yeah. what is my job is this? Okay. Well, and honestly, I the another thing I read too is like they I mean, he wasn't he wasn't valued for his intelligence. Okay. He was valued for like that kind of like, this is, I'm doing a job. I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. And until it's done. <laughs> okay. And like he, that was his thing. And so they kind of, you know, that believing that about him, they kind of like underestimated him that he wasn't like that. He, that he didn't, wasn't like a subtle like a think, like subtle thinker like that, or a, a sophisticated thinker like that. that right? Yeah, yeah, and you know he, but at the same time, like he wasn't the type to like dig his nose in necessarily. Sure, right. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't tr- tr- necessarily trying to be a hero, but he. No. But he was, again, like a man driven by principle. Right, like that. That's such is, an interesting character because, yeah, he's not like, he's 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 not going on some like sort of idea of like, oh well, everything should be equal, and you know, I shouldn't. It was more like this is the job, right? Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. I, it, and it, it's almost like sort of this like blissful ignorance of, well, this is my job, and I do it. Yeah, and I I think you know, it, I think life in the military, it, it yeah, and, that's yes, exactly. Is that you? You don't know what piece you're playing in a larger puzzle, right? And so part of you has to say, I I don't know how this is serving the greater whole, but I'm asked to do this piece of it, yeah, to the best of my ability, yeah. And so you know, there's a part of you that has to just sort of suspend. You know that you you can't you you don't have clearance you right. don't you don't know what's going on yeah. so well, uh, oh do you have a lot of questions I forget about them right kind of thing right. well yeah well there's like there there's stories of him being you know when he was leading forces like in Haiti or you know in the in uh, Central America where he's just like so like sick. Like he's and he's just like pushing through. We're getting the mission done, and we're going to succeed. And he's like, like, just ill and gross. And like, obviously, the jungle doesn't suit him oh, because God. he's getting all the diseases and everything. But he's just like, I'm fo- like following orders, getting things done. And he was super good at getting things done. Yeah, right, right exactly. And that is a quality that is going to be. Uh, going to be noticed by a group of people and get him recruited for what is essentially right. going to be uh, 
what I consider to be his his shining star moment. Yeah. Among all of his accomplishments, but you don't even know these like these small acts of sacrifice that that people do that the you know the flap of the butterfly wing that right. have these huge implications. Yeah. And it's just like had this person not had the strength of character to do the right thing in this particular situation, how badly things would have turned out. Right. But anyway, so here we go. This is yeah. where we're at. Here, yeah, here we're going. So what? he's smashing yeah. heads in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and then finally people are like, you know what? Like, I, I feel like we're having a communication problem. This isn't exactly what we were looking for. Cause He's running the police essentially like the military. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Things not... are getting a little out of control. The wrong people are getting busted. <laughs> right. The people aren't super loving it either. No. Uh, so, it, like, the people in charge don't love it. The people getting their heads knocked aren't loving it. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, why don't you go back into service? Um, and they, you know, sort of shoo him back. And uh, and this sort of coincides with uh, the Great Depression, mm-hmm. FDR, yeah, and uh, and uh, this is where the plot literally thickens. <laughs> gets it gets real thick. I mean, it gets. I'm talking. It's like a roux. All the gumbo went on the stove all day long. He go, flat gumbo. It's double eyeglasses, pie meal mail. Sort of a good go house to fly with my democracy. Oh my god. I, if my cousins ever hear this, they will literally beat me to death. I'm so sorry. Son of a girl. That, that is. We've got three branches of democracy. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, like the, my. Oh, like the Holy Trinity. You got the celery, the okra. No, you're talking about that marijuana. You got your own yo, you got your own <laughs> I mean, if I could t- guys, okay, this is where I, this is just between us, but like, so I have the, my cousin branch of the family from New Orleans, and if you, if you want to know the hours I've spent, like, why don't you pass a lot of this? <laughs> Give us all that sweet jambalas, little pep in my step. <laughs> I won't feel that swamp heat. <laughs> okay, you know what? Yeah, That's not I between us. That stays in. <laughs> the sweet heat. They were like, we do not talk like that. <laughs> She's like, I was hurting. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you won't go by. You get a grown man. <laughs> well, shut the head without sweetly brave and loud. Tony, 
Shashery. Don't shashery. <laughs> oh. That's what I was thinking. Don't shashery. Don't shashery. Put some like emerald biome. Okay. Zatteray. 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 Back to that fat plot. Thickening like a gravy or a roux. That kind of thickening. What's a roux used for? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say a slaver of gumbo? <laughs> okay. okay, see, keep right, it in. Keep it in. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, our, again, I guess anti-hero... At this point, Smedley Butler, 1933. We're catching up with our protagonist of the story, Smedley Butler. Yeah. Uh, this is, if 1933, uh, if you're curious, this is uh, height of the Great Depression. FDR is in office. And uh, the... The moneyed class are worried because the poors are unhappy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the an FDR wants to go off the gold standard. I still hear people talking about the gold standard. Yeah. And I still don't yes. understand what that means. Yeah. You don't know I, what the gold standard means? No. Don't gold know. standard means that every dollar is backed up by a certain amount of Okay, gold. that's what I thought, but I mean, like, isn't paper money just kind of made up anyway? I mean, is there... Well, it is now that we are not on the gold standard, but before, a dollar represented a certain amount of gold. Well, I mean, okay. and I guess, I mean, I know it's dangerous for me to say this, but, like, personally... All of my money is backed up by <laughs> bars of gold. Yeah. Listen, I tend to pay for things in ingots. Uh, Doubloons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Uh, well, and that's the thing. And I bec- I don't have any gold. So that I guess that was my way of telegraphing that I do not have any money. Oh, you're one of those poor. I am one of the poor, and that's why I'm doing this because I I am trying to foment class warfare and Obviously. steal from rich people so I can you buy people with money. I want expensive sneakers. Do then, you hear the people sing, sing the song of angry men? This is a da 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 da. Les Miserables. I don't. Yeah. Wh- oh, Les Miserables. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, point is gold standard going off of it. Yeah, going off of it, making the people with the gold feel real nervous in their gold pants. But and again, okay. Well, then when did we go off of it? That's was that's when, right? when we went off of it. Yeah, uh, we wanted to go off of it, and we went off of it. Uh, but okay. So yeah, this is this this is the setup. So there were uh they were worried about that. They were worried because FDR uh was pitching the new deal to offer relief to people who were 
and I, I, I cannot stress this enough, literally starving to death. <laughs> dying. Right. Yes, dying. To go out west for a different opportunities. Uh, California. Just Cal- read yeah. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Just read there. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Um, yeah. But FDR was proposing these programs that were very sweeping and what essentially it was allowing the government to get involved on a level where it would put people to work. They could intervene in people's lives and it could sort of infuse the economy to where, you know, if you could give people a wage, they could then buy products in the economy sort of, you know, it, it, right. it, it was, it was a, a way to recover. Right. And, uh, it, the there's the New Deal is so huge, but and well again that's like my passion project is to go into the New Deal, but I won't right now. Um, I don't want you the to think that since <laughs> I don't want you to think that just because I took my eye off the pot. <laughs> that I forgot about the roof sitting in on the file. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it is sickening into quite a succulent gimbo. Oh <laughs> so, <laughs> let us return to the business part. <laughs> okay. It is rich and varied in flavor. <laughs> Complex. <laughs> it's a complex flavor that builds over time. <laughs> oh, God. And there are people who want to make it rotten. <laughs> Let go- it burn. How do you- Ooh, they're greedy. How do you rot out a room? <laughs> oh, no. Because they want to put their rotten scripts <laughs> in their room. <laughs> of the piece Smedley was approached by McGuire uh, uh, his name was Jerry McGuire actually <laughs> is it, really yeah. so I th- I don't think that that should be that that should go on set well and once again if you're under 35 um 
that name should mean nothing. I'd like you to show me the show money. Show me the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> so, M- McGuire, um, the way that he had uh, approached uh, Butler was that he had said that he was trying to um gets the support of veterans and because at the time Smedley was trying to make sure that World War One veterans were getting proper benefits and that their needs were being addressed like during the New Deal because like everybody else that they were really suffering and he was like if anybody should be benefiting from you know the you know, government intervention, at the very least, we can make sure that people that served in this terrible war could at least get some relief. And so, uh, McGuire was like, I mean, dude, he's a real champion of the veterans. I mean, and that was his sole motivation. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. He was a patriot. Right. And he <laughs> supported our troops. Mm-hmm. I feel like y'all are being sarcastic. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't know I think uh, I think that so what they were basically asking him to do was because he had he was such a uh, well-respected general. Right. He had such a, a storied career he had a lot of supporters, uh, a, a lot of supporters who were veteran, veterans and s- soldiers. So what they wanted him to do, right, was to gather, uh, like, basically, like, have a rally of um, veterans where he would basically, like, push for them to get this, the, the veterans to get this bonus. But the bonus had to be gold, right? So it was like they wanted... So so McGuire was like, hey, they should get this bonus. And also, by the way, we don't want to give them a bonus that is subject to inflation that might be worth Oh, nothing. it had to be... It had to be backed by the gold it standard. It has to be backed by the gold standard. E- so you're going to get all of these... Yep, these veterans on the side of bringing back the gold standard. After Smedley heard about the gold standard, that was that kind of triggered a thought for him. He was like, "Why in the world would soldiers be?" He knew that that was a sticking point for the ultra rich, and so yeah, he, he knew, he knew that's, that it was a tactic for fascist regimes. Well, get. but he also knew that it was it was a, a grumble among a very particular elite right. group well, that he was already starting at this point to realize the kept popping up yes. yeah. during the yeah. conflicts he had been involved with. So he knew that he was t- that these groups of men kept interfering with decisions where he kept seeing young men die because of what they said. Right. So right, he, there right. was already a, like a suspicion where he was like, why are you so concerned with their right. welfare? Right. Right. 
when so, you're sending them off. Well, and this is where his sort of, this is where his, um, he sort of sours on the whole idea of armed conflict in general. But also, right. so what you're saying is like, yes, he recognized that this kind of going back to the gold standard was a, was a, a cause that billionaire or, you know, very rich people were behind. But he also recognized that getting the military on your side is the way to start the ball rolling on a fascist regime. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to the point, so, um, where he, and again, this is where his career in the military sort of made him think, all right, so you're not organizing this by yourself. I need to talk to your superior and see what this is about before I go to people who are depending on me and who trust me and ask them to, you know, but if, you know, I'm not going to put them in a position where they're going to be taken advantage of. And so he's like, okay, no problem. He was like, I'll introduce you to Robert Sterling Clark, who, as a matter of fact, um, Smedley had met before because he was a, quote, millionaire lieutenant who he had served with in the Boxer Rebellion. Uh. And, um, and this is a quote, um, Clark was blunt about his concerns. He and associates hope Butler would encourage support within the Legion and perhaps the country for the reinstatement of the gold standard. Quote, and this is a direct Clark quote. I am willing to spend half of the 30 million to save the other half, Clark confessed. As Butler suspected, this appeared less and less to be about veterans' interests. (laughs) At this point, they're just kind of dropping the pretense, right? They're just like, this is, I just want to keep my money. Can you help me out, please? Right. And so, so it's for veterans, right? (laughs) right no and this is again what he did not anticipate uh is the same thing that happened when he was in philadelphia which like you said Anne, was like you know that old wink wink (laughs) wink right you know yeah where prohibition drinking is bad isn't it it's like (laughs) Yeah, I agree. We're gonna. I'm gonna go to the Ritz Carlton. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Right, yeah, right. There's certain people. Not that kind of drinking, old chap. <laughs> oh. Um. So, however, will the Kennedys get their fortune? <laughs> um. So, uh. So Robert Sterling Clark uh, had bankrolled McGuire, the one that originally tried to right recruit Smedley. Yeah, um, he had bankrolled a seven-month trip abroad in December of 1933, in which the bond salesman was to survey 
the transforming political tides of Europe. Uh, obviously quoting here. Yeah, no, um, I'm just like, what does that entail? Oh, well, well and again, well, yeah, just basically dear, seeing how fascism dear works. Dear diary. <laughs> like, and again, <laughs> uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. He observed the ascending relationship with the country's powerful business interests <laughs> Um, and the Italian fascists in their symbiotic relationship. So wait, you're telling me (laughs) that business interests and fascists (laughs) are some way connected? I I, I found that shocking. (laughs) Um, McGuire's ultimate model ended up being a right-wing nationalist Uh. league in France... Um, again, I haven't heard anything about that, <laughs> called Croix de Fer, which is, uh... It mean, it's French for gumbo. It's French for powerful. <laughs> you don't leave a smell. Um, it's actually fire cross. Oh. So, um, Ooh. if that imagery sounds threatening it's because it's meant to yeah um we should manage to summon 150,000 supporters many of whom were veterans mm. so again uh there were uh, far-right fascist regimes that managed to recruit veterans right. who were suffering along with the rest of the population right. that were disenfranchised and they were backed by people who were extraordinarily wealthy and rather than problem solve to see how they could help the the country in the best way they could, mm. they, in fact, were just trying to figure out the best way they could protect their own interests. Well, right. I think typically aren't the majority of veterans billionaires Oh, Anne. (laughs) No, 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 no. Typically. Wait, no. (laughs) What I heard was. (laughs) (laughs) No, Anne. Sure. Oh, oh, Anne, that's what I've heard that it's it's quite. (laughs) You sweet, you sweet summer child. Um, no, it's it's usually the opposite. Right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Although you know, Smedley does make a point that uh, in his future writings about how you know you they they sorry. Let me just regain <laughs> my. He makes a point that you know they were paid actually fairly well in a time where nobody could like many people couldn't procure good employment uh, for going out and fighting in horrible horrible i mean obviously all war is horrible but putting right. themselves in awful situations um and so basically you know he ends up kind of feeling like he was part of this kind of mass exploitation right of you know vulnerable people you know desperate people yeah 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 and so you know all of this is kind of roiling around inside him while 
people are coming up to him trying to get him involved in this scheme scheme yeah yes okay (laughs) so um all right so at this point and again i'm only calling him medley because there's so many white dude names in here (laughs) and it's like it's such a good identifier it is his first name it's his christian name we've never met he didn't say i could call him smedley (laughs) yeah i don't have permission to be so informed well right honestly i think i feel like it's a safe bet to assume that that's probably like a last name that he was given as a first name right and he did go by smeddy i'm just kidding i have no idea and he he just went by smed smed that's right at this point what he knew was that there were again moneyed interest involved that were trying to essentially have him recruit at least 500,000 troops that they said that they were going to put him in charge of. Their hope was that there would be no violence, but that faced with the fact that he was outmanned and that, you know, there was a good old-fashioned military (laughs) coup in progress. Right. That um, FDR would just back away and, you know, he would sort of just... I guess, I don't know, resign. Or yeah. be like, oh, that's a lot of guys. <laughs> Okie dokie. That's a bit yeah. much. Bit I much had plans, me. but nah. I mean, now that you mention it, I mean, I see all these dudes <laughs> I, in a wheelchair. Want, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to die. Smedley's got some limits. Right. And so he's like, wait a second. I'm not, I, you know, I don't want any part of this. He immediately recognizes, because he's been in the business. Right. That um, this could get really ugly. He certainly isn't going to put his veterans through this. And, um, but he's not really sure what to do next because he's not entirely sure who's involved or... Like, who could be trusted with it? But so he he actually, which I think is kind of a smart move, he goes to the press. Yeah, that's actually very savvy. I mean, let's give Smedley some credit here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it. And and again, I, I think the guy that he went to. Which I feel like he did like a, a very Ronan Farrow job of it. Where he he did the research necessary where he pretended that he also supported the gold standard and that he, you know, like that his patrons were the patrician class. Okay. And so, you know, he was sort of doing a bit of a, you know, well, it just so happens my patron wants in on the action yeah, he goes to interview. He he does a fact finding mission because he knows that if he prints this story, they are immediately going to try to discredit him. He's kind of known as an eccentric anyway after his behavior in Philadelphia for yeah. you know cracking skulls and so. Well, uh, and as we know, uh, 
there's never been a smear campaign for someone who stands against rich people's best interests. Absolutely not. <laughs> so they they did play that angle pretty pretty hard, I think, like questioning his like his sanity. If there's ever a lesson that we can learn through history <laughs> is that whistleblowers <laughs> yeah. have never suffered um, right. undue scrutiny yeah. or ridicule. Right. It's and, an easy uh, path. It's an easy path. Very. And they're, they're, uh, this is what the uh, reporter uncovered is that what they had planned to do was um, while they had the support of the military veterans behind them, um, he mentioned that the Remington Arms manufacturer mm. would supply the army thanks to a working relationship with the DuPonts. Um, yeah. Never heard of them. Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that money's all dried up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> says, again, uh, and this was Robert Sterling Clark, who is the sewing machine air right he says we need a fascist government in this country he told the reporter to save the nation from the communists who want to tear it down and wreck all that we have built in america it's just it's like making i'm like getting back pain and shoulder spasms (laughs) like making you twitchy. We, we need a fascist government in this country. Please, can we oppress some people and force them to our will? Oh, for God. money! Oh, God. Oh. The only men who have the patriotism to do it are the soldiers and Smedley Butler is the ideal leader. Mm. He could organize a million men overnight, so. And he's like, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, the as uh, the the story was published, they uh, uh, they did have a uh, say song. What's it called? The House is- Investigation. Oh, yeah, of uh, the un-American activities. Oh. Is that what we're talking about? He, yeah, uh, he went before the HUAC, House on Un-American, Un-American Activities Committee or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they did, like, a proper investigation. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, I am. Okay. And, uh... House Committee on Un-American Activities... The end. And yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end, and we're done here. No, I'm just night. saying that's the name of it. Okay, Period. no, but get into this because I have a question. So get into okay. this. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. So, you know, of course, like they, they denied it, and they, you know, said he was a bit of an eccentric, and right. they they laughed at him. But the, at the same time, um. There was, there was very obviously a paper trail, right? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, and there, 
they're all like all the moneyed families, including the Bushes. Prescott. Um, that's right. Yes. Um, Prescott Triscuit Bush. <laughs> Tris- sure. Okay. Yeah, somebody's unwinding, but we're almost done. Um, we're almost done. So anyway, but and the, and this is what again another lesson that can be learned that even if you have a coup, organize a coup where you try to organize a five hundred thousand man army. Uh, and throw out the democratically elected president of the United States. Right. If you're rich enough, they'll just let it go, which is what happened. Right. Yeah. And that's what's so that's what's so crazy is like that the the whole like House Committee on Un American Activities, like Tomes of research, FBI, CIA investigating, you know, who's the communist and all these trials and blacklisting and this and that. Oh, yeah. And then, so much and then, effort going into yeah, and then Smedley's, persecuting people. Smedley's like, um, well, here's something that may be kind of un-American, uh, you know, <laughs> quote unquote. And they're like, um, it, it, no, we can't prove it. No, no, no prosecution. Uh, move along. Yeah. So it, and- I mean, it's just like investigate what you want because we all know where your priorities are. Well, and I just, I mean, again, if you, <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> But I, I just want to prepare you for the fact that if it comes if it comes down to it that maybe a campaign for example or even a whole political party took tens of millions of dollars hmm. from what is very obviously and has been um, our political nemesis on the world stage for right. <laughs> oh, hmm. What's it now? Uh, like 70, 70 80 years. Year, yeah. yeah. A, a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Long time. Long time. If none of those people face consequences for what collusion s- traitor for what for, for treason for treason treason what some people have been. Like, oh, surely right. amassing an army and by force trying to ousting a democratically elected president. Like, I mean, you can't. I mean, there's people that go to jail for possession of an eighth of an ounce of weed. <laughs> right. like, I'm going to come out and say it doesn't sound fair. No, <laughs> it doesn't I'm sound gonna, good. I'm going to just put a fine point on it. You know, so my hope is that if anybody out there um, is willing to pull a smedley. <laughs> Seriously, do we ever need a smedley? 
right about now. This is the time. This is the time. Good lord. And honestly, maybe just go around all of the uh, formal investigations. Go straight to the press. Let's make a big stink. Make a big splash. I mean, God. uh, What are we fucking waiting for? I mean, a a Twitter thread with some footnotes is all we need at this point. Dude. I mean... Get on top of it. We're fucking exhausted. We're we're waiting for you, modern day smother hero. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Let the smell of democracy blend with the rue. The rue of the people. Okay, anyway. um, So, all this to say... um, The plot was indeed thwarted because it was, you know, it couldn't be successful after that. And, you know, the New Deal went through and very possibly saved America as we know it, at least for the next... For a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, until, yeah, until, like, World War II. Well, until 2016. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, there's, yeah, there's oh god, there's so many hiccups. And there's lips, but um. Anyway, some, but a, but Smedley went on to. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to at least mention the yes. name. He he went on uh, uh, to have a career. Uh, why don't you finish this off, Saison? Yeah, here's here's where he comes to. This is the conclusion. This is where his heart turns to. Uh, He says, war is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. Great. And scene. Insane. And podcast. <laughs> good night. Good night. Good luck and good night. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anyway, as always, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank all 23 of you for downloading this. Um, God, thanks so much. And for the additional 12 that made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Um, Again, I mean, I think there's some worthwhile things in there. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> did I consistently get his name wrong the entire <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I did. I may not even catch all of them, but I mean, you get the point. Retroactively, it's Darlington, not Huntington. Oh, you can reach us at axpod at gmail. Yep. And um, you can support our Patreon. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, there's only about 30 people that was, that would be an embarrassment. I mean, honestly, just listening is, I can't believe that. It's I appreciate payment that. Enough. It it's really payment is. payment enough. Look, you've, you've you've already, already paid. You already know we're against the gold standard. We're against That's money. Right. We're communists. Right. We're we're even beyond that. Yeah, 
we're we're like post verbal post compensation. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. I, look, we understand that the reason you haven't reached out through social media is because you don't need to and we feel it. Yeah. Okay. So we get it. We get we it. We know that we know that you know that you don't even have to download it for us to know that you want us to keep going. <laughs> so message received. Uh, all right. And we will see you next week, month, half a year. Whenever we fucking fail it. And uh, that's it. Love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>